Okay, we are looking today, the topic of our message is the story of your life. The story of your life. When I was in early high school, I um, remember as part of school, we did like a creative writing class. And it was over like a couple of terms or a term and uh, some of the kids were dragged along by their parents. Some of them wanted to be there. I was one of the ones that wanted to be there. I loved creative writing and it's, it's like you can create something where people can feel the story and get swept in and head into adventures and other lands, and I loved it. Um, and it's, the crazy thing is we're surrounded by stories. We're, we're surrounded by movies and TV shows and books and all sorts of areas, even social media now. Uh, the trend with Facebook and Instagram and different social media is that rather than just having a clip of something or a a photo, there's like a story, a little glimpse into someone's life. It's um, stories are everywhere. And the the thing is that we all have a story. Whether we like it or not, we have a story. I don't know about the week you've just had. Maybe, uh, Maybe it's been a great week. It's school holidays, off school, no assignments, sleeping in, praise the Lord Jesus. Or maybe it hasn't been such a good week for you. Maybe it's been a miracle that you're here today. I don't know. Um, But we all have a story. So today we're looking at Revelation 20, and I'd love to just pray before we get into it. Father God, we thank you for your word. Thank you that you are with us, that you are a good God. You give us good gifts, and you've given us your word to reveal your heart for us. Pray that as we look at your word today, We would lean in and, Lord, that you would speak to us. I don't have anything to say unless you say it. So would you speak this morning? Prepare our hearts in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. So, the story of your life. I'd like to share with you around three points today. The significance of your story. How Jesus rewrites your story. And the invitation to participate in God's story. The significance of your story, how Jesus rewrites your story, and how we're the invite to participate in God's story. So I'm just going to read the passage again. Now remember the context is Revelation. We've been going through Revelation for a fair while now. We're almost finished, second last week. And this is an amazing letter from John to the early church, giving the church a glimpse of heaven's perspective into earth's reality. It's giving a glimpse into how God sees the events of the past, the present, and the future. And the first part of chapter 20 uh, gives basically the first two sections sum up, in a way, so much of what we looked at already. The beginning of chapter 20 talks about what's called the thousand years or the millennium, which uh, I'm not going to get into all the details, but basically it's another picture of Christ ruling. We've seen that right through Revelation. It's a glimpse of... Jesus having kingship, having uh, being king over history. Uh, there's a whole lot of controversy, but I think when it comes down to it, that's what matters. Jesus is going to be, he is, and he always has been king over history. And the next bit uh, goes on to the defeat of Satan. We've seen that right through the book of Revelation. It's, we've seen time and time again that evil is going to lose and God will win. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, the story goes, the kingship of Christ, the victory of Christ, and then we're up to the next section, verse 11, which is what we're looking at today. 
And I saw a great white throne and the one sitting on it. The earth and sky fled from his presence, but they found no place to hide. Jesus and, and the God that's seen here is so amazing. He's glorious. He's powerful. And I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne, and the books were opened. The books were opened, including the book of life. And the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books the sea gave up its dead, and the death and the grave gave up their dead, and all were judged according to their deeds. And death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire, and this lake of fire is the second death, and anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. It starts, this passage starts talking about the significance of our story. There's a whole lot hanging on your story. When you think about it, it's saying here that the lives we live are like pages of a book and God is going to be staring at the pages of our days. That's pretty incredible. And it says that we're going to be judged according to these pages. Now, what does that mean? Because I know most people, probably in Coral and Australia in general, would say, hey, I'm a pretty good person. I reckon that's got to count for something, right? I live an all right life. I'm okay. And sure, you might not be doing crazy stuff, but what uh, I think God is, is telling us here is that if you're a living, breathing human, and the fact that you're here probably says you are, if, if you are a human, you've been given a calling from God. And the calling starts in the very beginning of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, and it says, And God made man in His image. Male and female, He created them. In the image of God, He created them. It's saying that you've been given a calling from God, and that is to reflect God into this world. You've been given a calling to show creation, to show humanity, to show the world what God looks like. His love, His character, His mercy, His justice. You've given a calling to reflect God and to then give the glory for that all back to God. That's your calling in life. And so if I was to look at my life, as I said, my days are like a pages of a book. If, if I was to look at a book of my life, and then I was to compare that to this calling to reflect God, there's a bit of a difference. I don't look like God most of the time. I'm, there's a disparity here, you see? How I'm living and how I'm called to live isn't the same. And in response to that, I'm sure a whole lot of us would say, oh, well, I don't really want my life as a pages of a book because I have a past. I have a history. I have things that I'm ashamed of. I have mistakes and, 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 and I have baggage. And, and sure, without Christ, the idea of my life being the pages of a book is terrifying and has disastrous consequences. This is the human problem. But... That brings us to our second point, and that's that Jesus rewrites our story. Jesus rewrites our story. See, if life is like a book, and my life is, is like a story being written, then if you are in Christ, then the broken parts of our story, the shameful parts, the messed up parts, the, the parts where what I've done and what's been done to me, my baggage, it's as if that part of my story has been torn out and it's been placed on Christ. And now, when God sees me, 
He sees Christ in me, the hope of glory. And when he sees Christ, he sees me standing in the righteousness of Christ. You with me? So when he sees Christ, he sees me standing in Christ, in his righteousness. And when he sees me, Christ, wait, (laughs) I'm confused now. When he sees Christ, he sees me. When he sees me, he sees Christ in me. That's the Spirit conforming me to look like Jesus. Which is, remember, that's the calling we were designed from the very beginning, to reflect God. We can't do that by following a list of rules trying to be good enough. We can only do that by His Spirit in us, changing us from the inside out. So, if you're in Christ, you're no longer defined by your past. That part of your story has been covered. It's as if my past is as far as the east is from the west. And now... Jesus rewrites my story. And if my past has been covered, then the idea of my life being a story isn't quite as terrifying. (laughs) My broken parts are fixed. He's rewritten my story. So what's left? Well, the idea of my life being a story, it's exhilarating now. It's an invitation, which brings us to our third point. We're invited to participate in God's story. Now, some of you might say the first objection was, hey, I've got a past. I don't want my life as a story. And Christ covers that. The second objection people have could be, well, okay, Christ has covered my past, but I, I'm not that significant. I'm not saving people. I'm not doing these amazing things. I'm just living an ordinary life. <laughs> my life, a story? Like, I'm just working nine to five. I'm just... At home, looking after the kids. I'm just fill in the blank, right? I'm not that significant. But here's the thing. If Revelation, and especially Revelation is true, then every moment of your life, get this, every moment is significant because every moment is an invitation to meet God in your midst. Every moment is significant because it's an invitation to meet God in your midst. Think about it practically. If I'm washing dishes, it seems pretty mundane every day, but God can invite me in that moment to worship Him because if I have lungs to breathe, if I have breath in my lungs, I can praise Him. I might just be catching up with friends, but I'm called to love those people because if God has loved me, then surely we ought to love one another. I might just be at work, but I'm called to work at it with all I have because I'm not just working for my boss. I'm the Lord Jesus I'm serving. You with me? Every moment is significant because it's an invitation to participate as God writes our story as a beautiful offering back to Him. And after all, if you're in Christ, it's not really your story anymore, is it? Christ in you. And He's writing this story. I'm going to read a passage from Romans 8, which I love this version in the message, and it says this. So don't you see that we don't owe this old do-it-yourself life one red cent? The old life defined by our past, trying to be good enough, trying to make it. There's nothing in it for us, nothing at all. The best thing you can do is give it a decent burial and get on with your new life. God's Spirit beckons. There are things to do and places to go. This resurrection life you've received from God, it's not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant. Greeting God with a child like, what's next, Papa? 
I love that. What's next, Papa? So as we finish up in Revelation 20, we see this picture of our lives, like the pages of a book. And it says this, we're reminded of the significance of our story. There's a whole lot hanging on my story. And if I'm trying to make it on my own to try and carry my baggage and my past, I, I'm not going to live up to... I'm not going to live up. I'm not going to reach my potential because I'm not achieving what I, was dest- what I was purposed for. You see, I was made to reflect God and if I'm just trying to make it on my own, I'll never get there. I'll live an unfulfilled life. But... If Christ rewrites your story, He covers our past and and leaves us with utter confidence. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We have nothing to be afraid of of our past. It's been covered. And our future is gloriously expectant. And in that, we find an invitation to participate in God's story. Every moment, an invitation. What's next, Papa? What are you doing here? How can I be a part of it? It's an adventure, an adventure to keep in step with the Spirit as God writes our lives as a story. And now when we get to Revelation 20, our lives like a book. It's not terrifying, it's exhilarating. God's weaving it together. We don't always see the meaning, but we find that every moment is fitted together into His kingdom with Christ at the helm and all things becoming new, what a future, what a hope, what a life. So my prayer for you is this, that if you're trying to make it on your own, you realize there is a whole lot hanging on your story, and you can't carry it on your own. You need Christ to rewrite your story, to take your place so that you can take His. You need Christ to to cover your past, free you from the shame, and give you a new hope, and in that, a new invitation to participate with God as He rewrites and writes a glorious new story of your life. How good's that? Let me pray. Father God, we thank You for this moment. Thank You, Lord, that in it we realize our past has been covered, and our future is no longer our own story. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. Thank you, Lord, that because of what you've done, I don't have to carry the weight of my past, trying to be good enough, full of fear. Instead, I can be gloriously expectant. Help us to live lives surrendered to you, every moment finding the significance of an invitation to meet you in our midst. We can only do that when your Spirit is in us, pointing us back to Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.